1: For me, I'm not a geopolitical expert or anything like that. I've said many times, my grandfather is Jewish, and so my family has been roiling about this. What is what is terrifying to me also is that there is so much anger on the Israeli side. Arguably correctly so, because they've never seen this kind of massacre on their land in 50 years, but now you have a defense minister that is saying we are going to close the strip and put 2.2 million innocent civilians in the Gaza Strip and we're going to launch an offensive against those 2.2 million people, half of which are children providing no food water or electricity i understand there are no, losers no. on both sides of this and they're civilians why minds much better than mine have tried to figure out a way for peace in the middle east i pray i thought I, I thought jared kushner was supposed to do yeah maybe. i so,
0: so up <laughs> allegedly Remember always that joy behar is the dumbest woman alive except for everybody who watches on a regular basis joy behar Jared Kushner was going to bring us peace. Well, the Abraham Accords, to the extent Kushner was involved, clearly provide value. But when people like Joy Behar can't accept the fact that Hamas wants to kill her, let's make it personal for a second, shall we? Let us drive it down to its nitty-gritty. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. Uh, The updates coming out Of israel are beyond horror the death toll if not already will be over a thousand in israel they have found babies burned alive babies beheaded whole families shot to death in their homes i'm sorry was i supposed to give a trigger warning the israelis didn't get a trigger warning now that's part of the problem how in the world did they not know this was going to happen But Hamas hates Israel. Hamas wants Israel destroyed. Hamas hates Jews. These are the facts. And Joy Behar is so unbelievably ignorant that she thinks she's safe. Joy Behar doesn't understand that it doesn't matter how leftist she is. They will kill her just like they'll kill me, just like they'll go for my kids. Now, you say to me, they're going for your kids because they're Jewish, right? And the answer is yes, undoubtedly. But they don't care if they get your kids in the crossfire. Sonny hosted is going to sit there and say, Whoa, is me and these 2.2 million Palestinians, half of which are children. Are you telling me that Hamas cares about children? If Hamas cared about children, they wouldn't use children as human shields. They would not have kidnapped children out of Israel. They would not have beheaded babies. You can lament the children, but your argument is that Israel should not respond because Hamas uses children as shields. And the answer is that was true of Friday, October 6th. It was over Saturday, October 7th, and you can blame Hamas. Well, just because Hamas does something, Tony, doesn't mean that you have to react in some level of animalistic fashion. The reaction is not animalistic. But if you want to argue in such terms, I'm fine with going down that path. Allow me. It is Israel or it is Hamas. Said differently, and I'm speaking directly to you it is us or it is them. It is the free and thinking world, or it is the terrorist organization Hamas, their supporter, the Ayatollah and the Mullers of Iran, and those people who will not only kill every last living Jew on the planet, but anybody they think needs to be next. You think there will be peace? There will be no peace. Does Joy Behar think that she can bring peace? There will be no peace. The only peace that will come for people like Hamas, like this guy in New York preaching there uh, in Times Square and to my producer Jason, finger on the dump button, is when they get their caliphate complete
1: done being tortured and hurt and judged this is
0: the correct religion this is the religion that all of humanity needs to be a part of islam and we will not stop until it enters every home so i want you to repeat after me so go about killing whoever it is you need to kill until islam is in every home it sounds to me christians like you better pay attention As I said yesterday, as clear as a bell, this wasn't about me. This attack on Israel wasn't just about Jews. I said it yesterday. Of course that's the impetus. Hamas wants dead Jews. Joy Behar is in that list whether she likes it or not. It doesn't matter how many Christmas parties she attends she's in they want her out and when they're done, they'll go to phase two not because I said so, but because they said so. Tony Katz Tony Katz today eight three three got Tony eight three three four six eight eight six six nine as I stated, the updates are horrific. The airstrikes continue. Hamas is threatening to execute hostages. From what I know, that has not yet happened. Reporting now that Hamas has made millions and millions of dollars via crypto and digital currency. This has been a problem. How do you stop this from happening and from taking place? Maybe that's how they're able to finance the totality of their operations. Meanwhile, Israel has brought in 300,000 reservists. There have been Jews across America and non-Jews who have signed up to be doctors in Israel. They need doctors. They need nurses. And people have been signing up. I'm ready to go. But I think the biggest question, once you get to the recognition that the objective is to destroy Israel, it isn't about a free life for the Palestinians. It isn't about a better life for the Palestinians. Hamas doesn't care about the Palestinians at all, and we all know this. Let's get to a larger question. Is the United States at war in Israel against Hamas and therefore Iran? That is a a, a difficult question to answer because you can answer that this was not an attack on the United States. And I think that's a very acceptable answer. The U.S. was not attacked here. Israel was attacked here. Eleven Americans were killed here. Iran is the enemy of the United States, and it is very obvious that Iran was involved in the planning. I know uh, that our uh, White House won't admit to such a thing, but uh, what can you say? They're fools. They're not, they're not as ignorant as Joy Behar, uh, but, but still, uh, pretty big fools. Are we at war? Are we supposed to be engaged in this fight? What is the role of the United States? Let's break this up into its component parts. The role of the the individual citizen versus the role of the federal government. Uh, The role of our military. Maybe it's a better way to say it. No, I do not believe that the U.S. military should be putting boots on the ground in Israel. I absolutely, positively do not. I don't. Don't believe it in the slightest. The United States was not attacked. Our ally was. Now, If we had some kind of treaty that said if they were attacked, it'd be like we were attacked, well, that would be different. Like, for example, Article 5 of NATO. An attack on one is an attack on all. The only time Article 5 of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization was put into effect was September 11th, 2001. Only time. We were not attacked. The United States was not. But as I discuss, free and thinking people were. So if you ask me, should the United States, if the call comes, hey, we need more ammunition. Yes, I think the United States should be more than willing to provide such a thing. If they needed weaponry, I think the United States should be more than willing to provide such a thing. You say to me, so now we're going to have a front in Ukraine and we're going to have a front uh, in, in, in Israel. And I'll say to you, no, don't help Ukraine. Don't help Israel. Okay. Let the nations fall. The argument for not being involved is the argument for saying other people can have their way. That's the argument. I think the argument needs to be addressed. And it needs to be addressed by the people who don't want to have any involvement regarding Ukraine. To not be involved is to say, go ahead, have your way. If the argument is have your way, what comes from that? What do we gain from that? Part of the problem is, is that I don't think that counter argument is getting enough time in the public sphere. We need to ask ourselves what we gain. Let's argue we do nothing to help Ukraine. And Ukraine falls. What did we gain? Well, we got to save our money. Are you, are, 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 you, are you sure? That's predicated on the idea that Russia stops there. Now, it might take another 10 years, 15 years. Who believes that Vladimir Putin stops? Who believes that that's their history? No one of a rational mind. If you want an accounting of your money, you and I are on the same team. And if you say to me, we're actually giving money to Ukraine so they can have a good retirement fund, I would stop funding them because I don't pay for retirement funds. I pay for bullets. I pay for bullets, maybe a couple of tanks. After that, it's on you. You have to go fight this thing. I have never stated that we should put a troop on the ground. We should not. We should not. And there are reasons why Ukraine should not be a NATO ally. Their geography just doesn't work for us. And maybe NATO's a little too big as it is. But I believe then and I believe now that we should be helping them with this funding. Because I believe it is better for us in the long run. It is better for us that Israel exists in the long run. It is. It is better for us that democracies, even when they're not exactly like us, exist. It is better when terrorist organizations like Hamas are completely and totally destroyed and every member ended and the Ayatollah Destroyed and the Mullers ended. The hardliners, the clerics ended, and Iran it goes back to being called Persia. It's better. It's better that this terrorist organization known as Hamas, funded by the terrorist organization known as Iran, goes back to the actual Persian people, and Russia and China no longer have a partner. It's better. Is it absolutely going to work out? I don't know. But the idea of not getting involved means the continued support of terrorist organizations. It's what it means. Is that what we want? It's a difficult question. And one where people could have answers I have not even considered. But I come to you from a point of view. Better our treasure than our lives. And yes, sometimes the proaction provides a value. But we've got another problem in the United States. And and so to be clear, as I've stated about Ukraine, I'll state about Israel. Israel does have to, when it comes to the people, fight its own battle. They have to. They have to fight their own battle with their people. People end up moving to Israel to go help, but that's that's on them, making Aliyah or whatever. Um, The the, the money is one thing. What you cannot do anything about, I believe, is do anything about the ignorance of people like Joy Behar who wanna make a joke at a time like this. Am I supposed to take it that this is all Trump's fault? I thought we'd have peace. That is such an ignorant statement. It is such low-hanging fruit. Is she going for the joke at a time like this? Is that what Joy Behar is doing? They're on, on, on the view. Now's a good time to go for the funny? Maybe it's nervous energy. Maybe she's just an ignorant sot. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with the latter personally. But what is happening is that we're seeing the divide in America and around the globe between those who want to live free lives and peace and those who actually want to destroy others. We're seeing it. So never mind where we are politically, never mind whether we should be supportive. What kind of nation and society do we have worldwide, never mind just in the United States? And how are we going to fix that? This is Tony Katz today.
1: was indeed a wuhan
2: lab leak
3: without question we also have discovered that there was a cover-up within our government starting in february of twenty twenty from the very beginning anthony fauci knew he was involved with funding this lab and he did everything possible it's throughout our government eight different agencies in our government are covering up their support for this lab in wuhan it's ongoing as we speak even though we've had uh, unanimous Congress declassified information. I have classified unclassified information that's being withheld from me to this day, but we have evidence. Yes, that they were dishonest that Anthony Fauci lied in hearings to me, which is a felony punishable up to five years. We now have emails that show him saying that he knew it was gain of function, that the virus looked manipulated and that he was worried that this came from the Wuhan lab.
0: Well, good. Now go after him. Rand Paul, Senator from Kentucky. You're not going to get an argument from me, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. The political nature of COVID uh, is one that I will never get over. I'll I'll never understand why we made it political. I will never understand why anybody thought that this was a win, that there was a value here. None of it makes sense. But we did it. And we did it proudly. And yes... There is no question that Fauci knew things early on, changed things, manipulated things, said erase this, delete that, don't talk about this, and then was engaged in the coordination, whether by him directly or through others, to prevent other people, doctors included, from having a conversation about COVID, whether that be an ivermectin conversation or hydrochloroquine conversation or any others, like a Wuhan lab leak. He did this. I have no problem with Rand Paul going at him with everything
3: February first of twenty twenty then he spent the last three years saying nothing to see here. We also know that there was a safety committee that should have reviewed this. And we know that Anthony Fauci went around the safety committee. The safety committee set up in place to make sure this wouldn't happen. Never saw the Wuhan funding because Anthony Fauci allowed the funding to go around the safety committee. This is a bombshell revelation. And this will eventually bring down Anthony Fauci.
0: Wait, what was that, Steve Varney?
3: Deception, the great COVID cover-up. Paul. Oh, that's center. his book.
0: That's his book. I want to make sure I got that all right. Go right at him. Don't allow this to take place. You want to protect Fauci? Why? Because it helps you politically? Because you like when people wear masks? Because you want to have an excuse to engage in further lockdowns? You know, one of the things that we're seeing is that we are a, a radically divided nation. And the things that are even supposed to bring us together well don't actually. But allowing these agencies to get away with this level of, well, murder. This is something that has to be stopped. Glenn Reynolds, he's the insta pundit. I talk to him next. I'm Tony Katz. The more that we see coming out uh, of Israel, the more that we see what Hamas has really done here, Uh, the calling of Hamas the same as ISIS and treating them the same as ISIS seems very apropos. Uh, The latest stories of today involving finding babies beheaded. Not just one. Multiples. Children burned alive. Whole families gunned down. In their their homes, this attack on Israel, which will get over a thousand people dead in Israel alone, the biggest thing that has happened in Israel in fifty years. As a comparison piece, if you were to take the amount of dead based on Israel's population and uh, extrapolate that out to the United States, it would be twenty four thousand six hundred people dead in one day. The question that remains is how is it possible with all of Israel's advanced abilities and capabilities, never mind that of the United States, how did they not know this was coming? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, always good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Glenn Reynolds joins me right now. He is Instapundit. If you've ever been to Instapundit.com, he is the guy, also a law professor at University of Tennessee. His piece over at the New York Post, Israel's intelligence failure is a warning for America's politicized agencies. It is more than just saying... These the the failure of Israel to notice. I mean, how is that possible? He is breaking down. What is happening right here in the United States when the agencies, all the alphabets, seem to do things outside of the scope of their job? So, Glenn, uh, good to have you here. What is it that that you noticed? You saw uh, in in this conversation uh, regarding what has happened with Israel and your. Your belief that this was the uh, Israeli defense agencies uh, or or intelligence agencies not paying attention, I guess as the follow-up is, is this what you're seeing in the US?
2: Sure. Well, it's like Americans are used to thinking of the Israeli intelligence agencies as super competent, uh, and they have a pretty good track record, uh, and they get good press. Uh, We have the Mossad, which is kind of their equivalent of the CIA, and we have... Shinbat is kind of their equivalent of the FBI. Um, And, you know, Gaza is literally right next door. We assume they have a lot of spies in there and they're looking for stuff. Uh, So it's very shocking that such a massive military operation uh, happened and they were completely caught flat-footed. It'll probably turn out when they looked that, in fact, there were signs and things reported and noticed, but that nobody put them all together uh, to figure out what was actually happening. Uh, I have read, I, actually, in my column, I speculated on this, and I've now since read that uh, one thing that Hamas did was that they didn't use electronic communications. They met in person, they used couriers, you know, everything but carrier pigeons, and I can't rule those out uh, to avoid being hoovered up by all the electronic surveillance stuff that the United States and Israel have. Uh, but it's also the case that we've seen something very different in the Israeli intelligence community in the last two years and something unfortunately kind of familiar, which is it's become quite politicized. Uh, the institutions of the Israeli government, like the institutions of most governments, so lean left to a substantial degree. Uh, a lot of the people running, that's um, certainly, true, sure, the head of the Mossad, by the way, uh, and the people running them really don't like Bibi Netanyahu. And particularly over the last year or so, when they should have been noticing all this stuff, uh, they were violating Israeli law by organizing protests against Netanyahu and his plan for judicial reform. No. And I just think they were probably distracted. I think that you know, when you're planning protests uh, against the idea that Supreme Court justices should be democratically chosen instead of having the Supreme Court choose itself, uh, which is how it works there, uh, I think you're, just, you're not doing your job. And, and we see that in a lot of agencies in the United States. And most of them have done really bad jobs. The CDC got politicized. and just-
0: You can talk about Andrew McCabe uh, and Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, these people who are working well outside uh, their authority. But I want to get back to this Mossad thing really quick. Mossad was working to try and influence the conversation in Israel about judicial reforms?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: They were doing it how? Like, what was, what was the methodology? Um,
2: they were organizing protests. They were sending people out to help the various lefty groups get organized and do stuff um, exactly how they did it and uh, to what extent they used serious intelligence assets that they might normally use to stir up a protest crowd in an Arab country that they're opposed to. I don't know. Uh, but they uh, unquestionably were spending a significant amount of time and effort Uh, supporting these protests which is in violation of israeli law like our cia they're not supposed to do anything domestically
0: and this is what you write about in the new york post where we have these alphabet agencies at least in the united states alphabet agencies who engage in what you refer to as mission creep and and you mentioned specifically uh the cdc and 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 some of the things they've done in terms of of expanding their mission i want to hear from you glenn reynolds about what else it is that you're seeing
2: well of course we see the fbi which is our primary domestic counter-terror organization uh what are they doing are they are they looking for hamas agents uh not as far as we know what we you know we do know what they're doing in some sense they they're infiltrating traditional catholic congregations uh they're um you know they, they had huge numbers of undercover people at the January 6th protest, for all we know, they had a majority of the people there. uh, They won't say how many, and they act embarrassed when it comes up. Uh, You know, they are arresting pro-lifers and, uh, you know, designating parents who complain at school board meetings uh, about trans policies as uh, domestic terrorists. So that's where their emphasis appears to have been over the last few years. And that's despite the fact that we've had uh, at least according to some estimates, I've seen five million men of military age cross our border unaccounted for over the last few years. Uh, how many of them are Hamas or some other kind of terrorist? Uh, probably a pretty small fraction, but, you know, a small fraction of five million is a lot of
0: people. And this is where the real concern is, is that we have these agencies that want to focus on everything else. They think everything is in their purview. They have to make some kind of statement, political and otherwise. And then th- there's the other side of the coin, Glenn, where they won't engage in a political statement because they fear being called bigoted or hateful uh, or, or racist, et-, et cetera. And therefore, they won't talk about something that is clearly an issue.
2: Well, I think it's some of both. I mean, I think you know one of the big concerns people is we have a hard job. It's human nature to look for some easy jobs. You know, I'm that way. When I, when it's time for me to do some major chore around the house, suddenly I start tidying things up and fixing little things and finding little jobs to do to keep me busy that aren't nearly as hard as whatever I am putting off. Uh, you saw that with the CDC; it was created to deal with the pandemic. Uh, but you know, pandemic preparation is a little boring when there's not an actual pandemic and. They like to have stuff to put in their press releases and keep busy. So they started looking at everything from playground safety to cigarette smoking to guns as a public health problem and so on. Uh, And when it came time to deal with an actual pandemic, you know, that that was like they say, you had one job. That was their job. They were terrible. Uh, They did an awful job from the very beginning. They screwed up the testing. They screwed up the precautions. They lied. Their whole response was a disgrace. Uh, and I can't help but think that some of it is just that they were busy doing things other than their job for so long. Um, but it's also true, you know, the worst thing you can be in the U.S. government right now is, is some kind of a racist. Uh, I, well, I guess maybe transphobe is worse nowadays, but it, it's right up there. And just as we saw, you know, the, the British police knew about the Rotherham sex abuse thing, and because it was being done by Pakistani Muslims, they didn't bust it because they were afraid of being called racist. And that, that's, that's documented. There are memos to that effect uh, and people who, who testified about it. So I think there's some of that here. I think people feel that in this administration, if you're worried about Arab terrorists, um, you're going to be uh, marked as politically unreliable. So I think that it's, it's a lower priority.
0: But one would think that after seeing what you've seen in in Israel, I talked about they found babies burned alive, that maybe it kind of resets the internal clock. Well, forget the political. I got to do my job here. Or do they I think that the political is their job?
2: I mean, I certainly hope that there are people at the FBI and elsewhere saying, hmm, you know, one of the worst mass shootings we had in the United States was actually Muslim terrorists who who came in uh, across the borders. And that was only one couple, two people who did it. Uh, maybe we should be worried about people coming over by the thousands, and uh, maybe we should be focusing our intelligence gathering uh, that way instead of uh, spying on what's going on in traditional Catholic congregations. Now, of course, it's much safer to infiltrate a Catholic congregation than it is to infiltrate uh, a terror cell. So you, know, you can see why they prefer that work. Uh, But it is, uh, you know, I I hope they're thinking that. But the question is, have they shown a great capacity to learn? And the answer to that, I think, is it's not obvious.
0: Well, let's talk about that learning. Talking to Glenn Reynolds, Instapundit.com, law professor at the University of Tennessee. His piece Over at the New York Post, Israel's intelligence failures is a warning for America's politicized agencies. This was John Kirby, spokesman there within the Biden administration uh,
3: on uh, CNN. Listen to this. Our Israeli counterparts just a day or so ago said the same thing that we're saying. Yeah. We haven't seen any direct evidence that Iran participated. In these particular attacks, now we do know, of course, there's a degree of complicity here, Poppy, because mm-hmm. they've been supporting Hamas for years—tools, training, resourcing, uh, certainly rhetorical support in just the last 24 hours. But but no specific evidence that they were participating in this so, resourcing, this planning, these series of attacks.
0: The Wall Street Journal reported that Iran helped in the planning. Hamas stated that Iran helped in the planning. What the hell kind of statement is this?
2: Well, the problem is they really don't want to do anything about this. And if you admit that Iran took part of this, was behind it, there's a lot of pressure to do something. Uh, This administration has, for reasons that I suspect are actually pretty corrupt uh, and are certainly idiotic at best, uh, has pursued a a bunch of deals with Iran, which all look like terrible deals for us, even if they happen. And they've been willing to give the Iranians literally uh, pallet loads of cash and all kinds of other goodies. To try to get these, so to admit now that that Iran is behind this horrific, uh, not just mass murder, but as you say, uh, mutilation, decapitation, torture uh, on citizens of an ally with a lot of relatives in the United States. I should add, uh, is really unwelcome for them, and they're going to do everything they can to not have to respond to it.
0: Glenn Reynolds is his name. You find his work over at Instapundent.com, a professor of law at the University of Tennessee. And I appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us, Glenn. And that piece is over there at uh, the, the New York Post. And, and the reason that I wanted to engage, and, and certainly my respect for Glenn Reynolds is, is incredibly high, is that we've had this conversation You've had it in your own life and and and, and we've had it uh, in, in, in multiple places where we see that the agency class in the United States is not actually focused on what it is the agency is supposed to be doing. Rather, they're focused on everything else. If the CDC can then tell us that, well, guns are a threat to uh, national security and safety, and so we have to do something about guns via the Centers for Disease Control, you realize that they believe they can do anything. And what we've created in the United States is this completely unaccountable group, this fourth branch of government, the agency class that isn't responsible to us, that isn't accountable to us. They have a budget that is near unlimited. They say something, it has the full effect of law. It is a complete bypassing of Congress. Now, in a a standard world, in a normal world, in a thinking world, what you would have is rules and regulations, thoughts and philosophies that actually make things better. But if, as Glenn points out in this piece that you can find over there at the New York Post, if we're engaged in mission creep, how does one focus on what the mission is? And if we're talking about the very critical things about safety and security, But instead, the FBI wants to go about surveilling Trump supporters for 2024 or, as Glenn points out, going after churches, then how could you possibly keep an eye on the person who wants to set the church on fire? We hear about this in in its most in in the most immediate way of what value is the terror watch list when we see somebody commit an act of terrorism who was on the terror watch list? And the answer is there is no purpose to it. Who watches the watch list and what happens to these people when something happens? No FBI member gets fired. No, no one on this organization gets fired or in this agency gets fired. No one ever loses their job for it. No one ever suffers the consequences of their failure. But somehow we're supposed to be rest assured or, 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 or feel secure because a watch list exists. We can only feel secure if the job is done. How Israel didn't do their job is beyond understanding. And if it's this idea of Mossad focused on these judicial reforms as opposed to the enemy, that's a whole other conversation. Was Israel complacent? Ah, we've got a fence and we've got an iron dome. We're fine. No, the enemy doesn't think that. You get lulled into it. The enemy still hates you. This is a huge warning for the United States. We should be very focused on it. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. I assume if I win a 1.7 billion dollar Powerball, I can stop, right? And no one would fault me if I won the Powerball at 1.7 billion. No one would fault me if I said, "You know what? Thanks, guys. This has been a lot of fun, but now we're now we're into the serious blank you money, right? One po- What you win? 1.7 billion. I, I was trying to figure it out. If if you've got first of all, Tony Katz. Hey, what's going on, Tony Katz today? uh if if, so half of that would be 850 million so you'd end up with like 500 million dollars 500 million dollars
3: f these people
0: i'm gone come on you can't fault the dude you can't and then i was like all right well i've got the eat drink smoke radio show i'd probably keep that because it's cigars and bourbon why not and i'm like i've got this morning show and all right i'll keep that i mean i like doing what i'm doing here i'm like wait a second $500 Five hundred million dollars in the bank, and I'm still doing it. I don't, I don't know. It's it's huge. Nobody won the 1.5 billion. It's now at 1.73 billion dollars. It's not the highest. It's not the high. I think it was was it 2.03 or 2.3 billion. I don't remember where the three was. And there's a big difference, by the way. 2.03 and 2.3 is the difference of 297 billion dollars. Is that it? 297 million? I, honestly, I'd have to take off my shoes to do the math. Don't make me do it. The point is, it's out there. It is out there for you to win. And if you do, remember that we're friends. And you've always thought that I was handsome. And I would like it if you would buy a boat. Because I am very interested in having friends with boats. It's it's uh, Boats... Uh, Lake houses, fine cigar collections Uh, These are all the things That I am most interested in We're going to continue breaking down uh, Some more of these Back and forths regarding Regarding what's going on in Israel And, And you know this question of Is the United States at war? Do we see the situation in Israel Different than the situation in Ukraine? What's the plan? and What's the leadership need? Keep it here, this is Tony Katz today